I want to share with you what you may call kingdom economic program or God's kingdom economic program. Now for those of you who were with us when we de- where we dealt with stewardship we can remember that the word economics is from the Greek word or economia. Can you remember? All right. And it means a steward or a manager of the resources of another. The word economics is from the word oikonomia. O-I-K-O-N-O-M-I-A. Oikonomia. It is spelled as pronounced. Now, the word oikonomia is from two words. Two words. Oikos and nomos. Now, oikos refers to house. Nomos, the law. So we're looking at the principles that govern kingdom economics. Because it is obvious a lot of God's children are struggling financially. And it's important that you are taught how to manage money, multiply money, and also to monitor your money. Hallelujah. Because a lot of God's children have no economic sense. And it affects churches. And that's why many churches struggle financially. All radio stations and TV stations and all that. So it's important we share with you God's kingdom economic program. Hallelujah. Now, we said the word oikonomia is from two words, oikos and nomos. Nomos, we said, refers to law, but in the, in the context, it refers to principles. Principles. You see, a law is a universal principle. In other words, a law will work for anybody. For instance, the law of gravity is no respect our persons. If you jump off a building, if you're slim, you will fall down. If you're fat, you will fall down. If you're tall, you will fall down. If you're short, now they don't use short anymore. They use the word um, brief. You know, if you're brief, some will say you're height challenged. But I don't like that height challenge. It, it, uh, I think brief uh, or small in stature. You're coming down. See, it's a law. A law is a fundamental. See? In other words, it's established. Let's look at something very quickly. Go to James chapter 1. We'll come back to the text I gave you. 
James 1. And I want to read verse 25. It says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, whoso, in other words, anyone, it says, if anyone looks into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Did you see that? It says, if anyone will look into the perfect law of liberty. Say perfect law of liberty. Say it again. Say perfect law of liberty. Now notice this law liberates. We're not talking of the Ten Commandments or the, the Old Testament laws. See? We're looking at the principles in God's word. The principles. It says, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. So there's a law that liberates. And it calls it a perfect law. Perfect because it works every time. Perfect because it will work for anyone. See, it's established. It says, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. And continueth therein. Consistency. See, because a lot of God's children start practicing certain principles of the kingdom and they don't see it work overnight they say it's not working and they pull back i've met people say our faith doesn't work i tried faith it didn't work i tried healing it didn't work i tried you're calling god a liar because psalm 89 verse 34 says my covenant will i not break neither will i alter that which has gone out of my lips in other words god is saying that my word is a sure covenant Jeremiah 1 verse 12 says, I will hasten my word to make it good. Literally means I stand behind my word to make it good. King James says, I will hasten my word to perform it. See? So God is committed to his word. Numbers 23 verse 19. The Bible says, God is not a man that is relying, neither is it the son of man that is repent. The Bible says, as he said it, shall he not do it? So every word God speaks is his obligation. It says, as he said it, shall he not do it? As he promised, shall he not bring it to pass? So if God said something, you can consider it done. Because God is committed to his word. Can I get an amen? amen. Alright. Now look at this. It says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty... And continuing therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Say work. A doer of the work. Say work. <laughs> People don't like to hear the word work. It says not just a hearer. But a doer of the work it says, This man shall be blessed in his deed. The question I want to ask you Are you blessed 
in your deeds. Simple question. It says, this man, so it's a personal matter. So one man can be blessed in his deed and the other one can be cursed in his deeds. God didn't curse him. See, he said, whoso, whoso, anyone who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues the reign, then he says, he being not a forgetful hearer, that means he's an habitual listener. Then he says, but a doer of the work is an habitual doer. He said, this man, specific, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. He didn't say, everybody, not this guy. So, if I'm not experiencing the blessing of God in my life, I don't need to point my hand to somebody else and say, I don't have because you didn't give me. I don't have because... No, no, no. The question I want to ask you, are you a doer of the work? Say work. Say it again. Say work. Aha. Uh -huh. We're going to look at things, things like this because we need to know what work. What work. Because some people have a job and they're working so hard. But at the end of the month, they are more broke than the one that have no job. Their life is worse off. They got a job. This guy earns 150. At the end of the month, he's scrapping for money. Why? One says, I've been looking for a job for a long time. I don't know why I cannot get a job. Life is just hard. God said, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Say, this man. Uh -huh. So, God tells you the man that shall be blessed. He says, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continue it therein. Say consistency. That is the missing ingredient in many lives. Consistency. See? Even in developing your faith, consistency matters. The Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and what? And hearing by the word of God. So if an individual has strong faith, it's not just because God just gave him some faith. God gave all of us faith. Romans 12 verse 3. The Bible says he has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So if one person's faith is producing more results than the other person, this other one is more consistent in the development of his faith. The Christ in you is the Christ in me. The Holy Ghost in me is the Holy Ghost in me. But there's one spirit. So why is one seeing more result than the other? Consistency. Say consistency. Very, very important. Consistency is the missing ingredient in many lives. Habitual discipline. Joshua chapter 1, please. Joshua chapter 1. I want to read from verse 7. 
It says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do. Say to do. Mm -hmm. To do according to all the law. Now, this one is the law that Moses gave them. See, there are other principles God gave us in the New Testament. We'll look at that. So, according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, it says, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Notice, it says, keep your heart and mind on the word. Stay your heart and mind on the word. Then he says, don't turn to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. In other words, if you be consistent in the word of God, you will prosper wherever you are. So if you prospered in Abuja and you're not prospering in Yenagua, you were not consistent in the word. If you prospered in Ponakot, you're not prospering in Yenagua, then you were not consistent in the word. Because it tells you that, hey, the guy that is consistent in the word of God will prosper irrespective of where he is. See, we're looking at the perfect law of liberty. If, if you jumped from a building in Port Harcourt, a five-story building, there's only one way, down. In Yenagua, down. In Lagos, down. In U.S., down. So there are some universal laws that when you put them to work, no matter where you are, you would prosper. Can I get an amen? Are you learning something today? Because I want to shift your thinking from situational thinking in the sense that, oh, um, if my father was alive or if my uncle was alive. See, those people, they base their lives on situations and circumstances and they don't go far. They are victims. See, a man is no victim until he concludes he can do nothing about where he is. See, when you conclude that you can do nothing about where you are, if this person, you're a victim. And victims get stuck in life. Victims have lots of frustrations. Hallelujah. Look at this. Verse 7 again. It says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do. Because see, it takes courage to practice the word. See, it takes courage to do what the word of God says. Courage. Because sometimes your senses speaks contrary. See? Now, for instance, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, if I'm in Christ, all things have passed away. That means all things about me have passed away. All the problems in my family history have no right into my life because I'm a new creature. And it takes courage to believe that. It says, only be now strong and courageous. See, it takes courage to be consistent. And consistency is the proof of spiritual strength. If you're not consistent in your spiritual discipline, you are weak. Because the Bible says, be strong and only be now strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. This is turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. In other words, courage brings stability. 
So the evidence of courage is consistency. The evidence of courage is stability. You're stable. You stay on the word. No matter what happens, you stay on the word. See, a courageous man doesn't vacillate. Mm -mm. No, no, he's not ambivalent. No, he's consistent. The Bible says, only be down strong and very courageous. Say, very courageous. Say, they say, very courageous. Yeah, and courage is a function of meditation. A man of courage is a man of convictions. And we live by our convictions. We are all living by our convictions. The way you talk is an expression of your convictions. The Bible says if you have faith, what is faith? Pistis. What is pistis? Confidence, conviction. See? Jesus says if you have conviction, you shall say. See? Matthew 7 verse 17 verse 20. If you have faith, you shall say. If you have conviction, you shall say. So if you want to know what your convictions are, listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. You know, I've been born again for a long time. And uh, listen to yourself. So if you have faith, you shall say. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart. What happens? The mouth speaks. Your convictions. We all live out our convictions. Some who are convinced they will not live long. Some who are convinced they will die of sickness. Some who are convinced they will die in accidents. Those are convictions. And it's based on what you keep on hearing. See, your conviction is a function of your persuasion. And persuasions are based on what you keep on hearing. Because, hear me. I remember someone said something. He said, repetition decides beliefs. See, what you keep on hearing... You keep on hearing something over and over again, you become persuaded about it. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. The word, for us, we say the word. The word of God is established. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's established. God spoke to Abraham and said, as for me, my covenant is with thee. And thou shalt become a father of many nations. God is saying, as far as I'm concerned, your future is settled. Then God says, your name shall no more be called Abraham, but Abraham. In other words, I'm not going to call you what you used to be. I'll call you what I, what I see you to be. See? See, God deals with us according to our potential, not according to our problems. God deals with us according to our potential, not according to our problems. Because a lot of us are taking, looking at life based on our problems. No, it deals with us according to our potential. Someone says, oh, pastor, look at the problems I'm going through. You, I, I think I'm the only one that's going through this. See, if you're going to have victory in life, one of the first things you must understand is that there's no special problem. There's no special temptation. That's one of the first things you need to know. First Corinthians 10, quickly, please. We're looking at God's kingdom empowerment program or God's kingdom economic program however you want to pull it 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 
It says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. That means the challenge you are going through is common. See? The reason sometimes our situation remains for a long time is because we think it is special. There's someone say, my own is a special case. No. Nothing like that. It says, there has no temptation taken you, but, notice what it says, such as is common, such. In other words, any challenge you've gone through was a common thing. Notice he didn't say, such as is common to Christians, this is such as is common to man. That means there are unbelievers that have gone through what you are going through, and they handled it well. Unbelievers, it is such as is common to man. There are unbelievers that have gone through what you are going through. Say, Pastor, you don't understand. To stop this smoking is not easy. Unbelievers have stopped it. They didn't even pray. They stopped it. To stop this drinking, he said, There's no temptation that has taken you, but such as is common. That means the only challenge you are permitted to go through in life are common challenges. You know, Pastor, you know, when I was born, my, my mother died. And when I was four, my father died. That's why I'm poor. Nobody understands what I'm going through. He said, it is common. Somebody has gone through it and has made it big in life. When we have that approach to challenges, see, we would approach them like victors. Because by the time you feel, you know, you see, you see what I've been through? Uh, I, I came from Benin. I gave away everything in my, in, in my house to the brethren in church. I came here with only a bag of books. And uh, that's why my church has not grown. Who said so? I was listening to something today about um, Colorado Springs, Colorado in America. And I remember that the, 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 the minister was talking about in the earlier times, they said no pastor can grow a church beyond 100 members. Because they believed it was a special place. That the, the, and a young man came from another state. He had nothing from another place and he had nothing where the person I was supposed to stay with kicked him out and grew a church in a few years to about eight to ten thousand people because he was not thinking like the people no no you know go out you know you know you know you know easy to make them you know I'm telling you I've been here for a long time you have a you know mindset See, say so you cannot see any any great thing happen in Colorado. That so so also was said about Toledo, Toledo, Ohio. That Toledo, Ohio is is every preacher's graveyard. Another young man came from somewhere else, came and built a big church in Toledo, Ohio. See, those who were believing this, ah, this thing is hard. This place is different. It is strong. This strong. 
there's no temptation that has taken you that is not common. When it dawns on you, I've told you again and again, not a word in the Greek is atropinos. I know those of you who did um, sociology and others, anthropology, no, the word is anthropinos. Common to man, naturally, you can handle this thing. See, when you have an approach to challenges and situations, then you have a new mentality. They brought something to me as a gift. While they were moving it upstairs, under was dented. And I was offended because it cost some money. And while I was before the Lord, and the Lord spoke to me and he said, Do you know that thing they brought to you as a gift? I can give you a hundred of them. And I calculated a hundred of them, that would be about 800,000. So I can give you. So I didn't bother myself anymore. It's common. Live life that way. And to live in that kind of house, <laughs> wow, person go tifo. No. It's common. Just a matter of time, I'll be living in that kind of house. It's common. Are, are you following me? A new mentality. To stop this habit, cheating is a common thing. You will break, I will. I'm coming out of this thing. See, I have that victor's mentality. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I have that victor's mentality. Tell someone you can handle this. Tell someone else you can handle this. Then tell them, I can handle this. Yes, you can. There's no, there's no, there's no special challenge, special temptation. None. See, I remember I was watching a minister describe, I've actually seen the documentary on how they train the American Marines and their special forces. And for about four days, they go without sleep. There's constant activity for four days without sleep. And they bring it to the, to the limits. And some people pass it. And they become a U.S. Marine. And you cannot fast three days dry. You cannot do one all night. It's a mindset. We came for all night. You, you dance more. You dance into the back to where the children are. Dance, 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 dance. Then when the message started, you took position. See, it's not easy. See, so some of us, the way our, our build, it's common to man. Tell someone you can handle this. Yeah. See, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Say, this thing is common. <laughs> it's common. We can handle this. And I know we are going to shake this city to its very foundations. 
yeah nigeria see listen we will turn nigeria right side up i'm telling you there'll be changes in every sphere of society in the name of the lord jesus christ hallelujah it has been done in some nations see and it's common they have no temptation taking but such as is common to man but god is faithful in other words you, you can you can you can trust god on this it's dependent you can you can you can count on this but god is faithful he says who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able he will not bring a challenge you cannot handle it's like god deals with us according to our potential so if it came it's because you could handle this yeah i can handle this yes you can you can handle this so my 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 my, my, my best friend just kicked me out yeah because she has a boyfriend yeah? we grew up together and i came to Uniguan. she was accommodating me now now she wants to do her scene say my christianity is stopping her runs and she kicked me out how oh, what am i you can handle this tell someone you can handle this he says god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able see so every problem that came your way was a problem you could solve are you following me every problem that came your way is a problem you could solve can i get an amen hallelujah but we with the temptation also he says not only can you solve it he said there's also a way of escape that you may be able to bear it think about it he brings a solution now if, sorry the problem comes your way then you have the potential then god says even if you don't want to face that way there's a way to escape out of it <laughs> Say, so you know, Pastor, I'm like Job. You are not like Job. Say, so what do you mean? First of all, Job had no mediator between him and God. He said he wishes there was a dead man between him and God. Secondly, Job's problem, Bible scholars tell us, lasted between six to nine months. So if you are having any special problem, it should not go beyond nine months, which is the time of life. Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Think about it. I said, number one, you're not like Job. Job did not have a mediator between him and God. Yet his problem lasted only nine months. Hallelujah. Joshua 1, quickly please. Is this helping anybody? Verse 7. Only be now strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Think about it. He says, take your stand on the word. Be courageous. You do what the word of God tells you to do. Which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn on from me to the right and to the left. Watch it, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. It says you can prosper anywhere. I remember 
David Yongichu, formerly known as Paul Yongichu, when he started his church in the first community and grew to some thousands, left there to another city, grew it again, and moved to Yoido Island. And he pastors the largest church in the world. They have over 700,000 members in one church. When he started believing for church growth, many people didn't think it was possible. See? They didn't think it was possible to grow a church to that level. He has done it. So the fact that nobody has done it does not mean it cannot be done. Because a lot of times we define ourselves by the experiences of others. No, sir. And do you know that uh, somebody applied to go to the UK to study? He didn't get a visa. And I don't want to just be doing long trouble and just stretch myself too much. The fact that someone else didn't get the, the visa to go and study doesn't mean you won't. Thought I'd get an amen. See? God says you will prosper. Whithersoever you go, you will prosper. Think about it. Wherever you are. When I was in Benin and God moved me to Yenagua. And in Benin, I was getting popular. And pastors were beginning to come to church for first service. And they go to your churches and second service and preach the message they heard in our church. What? That was sweet. And God says, come to Yenagua. And I left and came to Yenagua. And I've seen God do it again. Then it dawned on me, if God sends me anywhere, I'm going to go. See, it, it dawned on me that I was not prospering in Benin because I was in Benin. I was prospering because I was doing something. I, are you following me? So now, someone if, if maybe they want to post them. And they say, we are going to post you to, um, let's say he's in Abuja. And they want to post him to, let me think of a state, a state that doesn't seem to have nothing. Um, what? Yobe state. Uh -huh. So we, we are posting you to Yobe state. As he sees, he starts crying. Why is he crying? He says they want to post me to where Boko Haram people are. They want to kill somebody. There are people who have died in Abuja. There are people who have died in Yenegua. So you're not safe because you're living in Yenegua. See, I want to move you away from situational thinking. And that's the way a lot of people live their lives. They govern their lives by their situations. See, I wish I, wish I was born abroad. There are people, white people, eating from dustbin. White. Oyibo, Oyimbo, however I want to call it. Whitey. Eating from dustbin. You have not even reached that situation of eating from dustbin. 
you should be grateful you were born here see situational thinking and because of this a lot of people have fantasized out of their reality and lost the opportunities that God gave them where they were see if, if I was married I would, I would have been more comfortable in a house that I like <laughs> you're confused who said it is marriage that brings money there are people that were rich before the marriage after they married the man the man became broke how many of you have seen such cases let me see you it's not only me there are some as soon as they married the man the man became sick and lived for six months and died and the man's brothers came and packed all the property and they sent her back to send her to her mother's house situational thinking he says that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest see there are certain things you do them no matter where you are you will prosper i just i saw something i think it was a year or two ago about a minister i think he's into business as well and he's in the top three percent of the world which means he's a billionaire and he lives in America's poorest city. Okay, let me give you an unbeliever example. There's a man which you all know is one of the wealthiest men in the world. He is from a city that's not a major player in American economics. He's a billionaire. So what's, what's this thinking of because I'm in Yanagua or because I'm not in Lagos or because I'm stop thinking that way because you create your own world oh. you see from here we will shake the whole world I'm telling you I'm telling you I know what I'm talking about I know what I'm talking about see you you create your own world there's what we call the law of Archimedes in economics he said from one point i could shake the world i could move the world it's what you use in franchising when you have one business and you have different franchises all around the world that's a man without god and i say this with god on our side we will move the whole world can i get him a man <laughs> are you following me no situation because i mean uh-uh realize who is with you the bible says with god nothing nothing shall be impossible can i get an amen hallelujah are you learning something today see that thou means with us so ever it doesn't matter where you are because god is with you the bible says the lord was in solomon and magnified him exceedingly in other words he went beyond the usual mark Oh, Solomon is Old Testament. And the Lord is with David. And it's magnifying him exceedingly. Can I get an amen? And the Lord is with you. He's magnifying you exceedingly. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Think that way. Think that way. See, um, you know, I am, I, am, I am from a poor... I don't like all those kind of excuses. I don't like it. 
because it will stop you from dreaming it will stop you from thinking and the Bible says as he thinketh in his heart it is as so he may be it is as so he can be it is as so he shall be it says so is that means your thoughts are realities in the realm of the spirit you didn't catch that when i start thinking big thinking see for me now i think of a million like one thousand i've trained my mind to get there see and god says if that's the way you think so is it so what is hard for you to get is what you think is hard for you to get are you following me See, it's your thinking. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that was good enough. Then he came and said, Now unto him that is able to do, Hupabalo, exceedingly, abundantly. <sighs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. That word means superabundance above all that we can ever ask or think god is even saying even what you think is too small no matter how big your thinking is god has more than enough resources to throw you beyond it oh boy are you following me you see we need to start thinking differently as children of god and that's why I told you, I said, stop thinking of how in my lifetime, if I can just build a three-bedroom hmm, for me and my children, I'll be satisfied. Too small. Think of building an estate. You say, but pastor, I don't want to be very rich. Subsidize the rate. Are you, are you following me? You see, I'm moving you beyond this situational thinking very soon on this road you see lots of buses crics 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 it's my thinking every every community there'll be a church of this ministry i'm telling you there'll be a church see god has anointed us for this hour hallelujah i feel the power of the holy ghost god has anointed us for this hour we know what we are talking about very soon most of you will be influential in influential positions in this state in this nation and i tell you some of you in the un and the world bank the imf in the name of the lord jesus christ moving you beyond the situational thinking you know i don't know anybody stop thinking that way i have a friend that works with the un his father disowned him hallelujah it's time you 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 leave all this kind of thinking or, or this kind of low mentality someone took your one thousand naira. you want to kill him say soon i've got to take money make me come to this office i go break her head my one thousand naira. i know i suffer to get her one thousand 
God can give you 1,000 times that money. Start living without thinking. See, whenever you take anything away from me, I consider it a seed. I'm never at the loss. I'm never at the loss. You take it away from me. It's a seed into your life. It's called the seed of equal benefit. See, learn to be a master of money. Learn to master things. Hear me? It's only things you master that will serve you. Money serves me. See, it's only things you master that will serve you. See, a lot of times, we, we, we think all we have in our hands is what God wants to give us. We've not yet mastered money. I say it's a seed of echo benefit. In other words, that's like a seed because I've forgiven you for what you took from me. I've forgiven you. So because I forgave you for Christ's sake. See, I forgave you for Christ's sake. So it's a seed unto Christ. So you will have to pay me back. And he will not pay me back less than what I, what I, what I let go. See, that's why I don't have bitterness about things. See, a young man stole some money some time ago, about 34000 and there about, and from me. And um, actually, he was in charge of the church account. And I found out, this was many years ago, and my wife told me, said, I think so-and-so is taking money. And I was like, I cannot do that, so why would he do that? I believe what I cannot do, another Christian will not do it. My wife said, everybody's not like you. So the Lord spoke to me and said, your wife has spoken the truth. The young man is stealing. So we went to the bank. And um, first of all, let's, let me begin from the very beginning. The first time was, we gave him some money to pay his rent. And he didn't pay the rent. So we, we noticed the, the, land, the landlord began embarrassing. And I said, you haven't paid the rent. And he said he had. I said, you haven't. The Spirit of God told me you haven't. Then he said, all right, I, I have not paid the rent, but the money is with me. I said, no, the Spirit of God said you spent it. He said, I have the money. I said, did you hear what I said? The Spirit of God told me that you spent that money. So he tried to get it, couldn't get the money. And I came and knelt down, Pastor, please forgive me. I said, I'll forgive you. I said, but you need to know when a man of God said, the Spirit of God said, you should have obeyed. All right? Well, I had not learned some of the things I know now. And he says that if somebody is stealing at a little level, you steal at a bigger way. See? So when this 34,000 stuff happened then, and 34,000 then was, was the whole world. So when I found out and I went to the bank and he was saying, no, 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 I, I cannot do that. This money was paid into the bank. I don't know why it's not reflected. I said, let me go and see the bank manager. So while I was going, I saw someone else. I said, I, I think this money also was taken from the account. And he said, yes, yeah. whoever operates this account took this money out. I said, thank you very much. So we, we found out how they came and said, Pastor, I'm going to pay you back. I said, don't pay me back. Says a seed of equal benefit. See where we are. See what is happening. See, some churches are stuck because they won't forgive. How much is 34,000 naira? I told you right now, one million is 1,000 naira. 
to grow in my thinking and God had taught me whatever is taken from you is a seed into that life see I just stood about the shelf they, they bought something and they carrying and, and they had this thing and I was like boy I said no 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 that, that. it's a lot of money and he said son I can give you a hundred of that So what's because don't worry about anything material don't worry about anything material because to worry is to make god look irresponsible concerning your needs see that's why i don't worry about anything you need a new mentality a new mentality i don't worry i don't worry about how many people will be in church I don't worry because I've learned this word all that the Father has given unto me shall come unto me I don't worry about anything see the issue is are you living based on situations even when it rains we have a lot of people in church he said thinking you learn to take your life from the vantage point of God's word is a thinking and that's what the, the way the kingdom of God operates you're not safe because you're walking with five people you're not safe because you're walking with men with guns that's not what makes you safe the bible says except the lord keep the city the watchmen watch it but in vain then you hear what happened to the russian uh, dis, uh, dissidents that was being protected by the british military right under their nose a, an undercover a kgb agent gave the man cyanide to drink and he died right on the, the this is the mi5 they are protecting the man and he died so you need to come to a point where your faith and your whole faith is in god are you following me when you put your whole you see when you get to that point god will move the whole earth to keep you safe he will move the whole earth to meet that need because now his integrity is at stake because the bible says the foundation of his throne is justice if his word fails his throne he loses his throne and you've abandoned yourself to his integrity god will have to lose his throne see we have come to a point where we rest in him see you don't have faith until you are at rest concerning that thing Are you following me? This is where the kingdom of God operates. This is the way it operates. When the daughter of Herod's wife asked for the head of John the Baptist, the Bible says he was offended. But the Bible says, nevertheless, for his word and for the old sake, he had to kill john the baptist he didn't want to do it he didn't feel like doing it that means to a king his word is an obligation then this is the king's honor how much more god when you believe his word he will move the whole earth because he's going to lose his throne 
that's why when abraham god told him to go and offer his son isaac and the man went there in faith and the Bible says he laid isaac down took the knife wanted to kill his son god says don't you do that so now i know that thou fearest me by myself have i sworn see the lord he multiplied and god began to swear why because man took him at his word something happens when you take god at his word something happens something happens see jesus was walking on water and he was allowed to pass by the disciples and peter said if it be thou bid me come to thee on the water the bible tells us there was a storm their boats could not move a two-hour journey they've been there for eight hours and no this storm is terrible and peter said if it be thou bid me to come unto thee on the water oh boy he wants to take him at his word jesus said come and the bible says he walked on the water to go to jesus think about it god made the man walk on water because he took him at his word i said he will move the laws of nature he will break the laws of nature because you will hold him to his word a man called joshua he was in a war they were fighting it was getting dark he knew that they had to have this battle god has spoken to moses that nobody would stand before them he said sun stand still he said moon stand still and the bible says they stood still say god hearkened to the voice of joshua like he had never hearkened to the voice of a man he took god at his word when you start taking god at his word you see miracles you see involvement you see angels things will be happening in your life you cannot explain enough of this situation not thinking he could have said hey, it's night already no no a man was sick his name was Hezekiah and Isaiah came to him and said set your house in order for thou shalt die and the Bible says he turned his face to the wall and began to weep and he began to talk to God then he said shall the grave show forth thy truth who would teach your truth to the next generation? I began to talk to God. And God spoke to Isaiah while he was still in the court. Notice Isaiah was still in the palace. He doesn't take long to do big things. He doesn't take long to change things. It matters if the prayer is coming from your heart. To a real God. To a living God. And he turned back. And Isaiah said, You're going to recover. You're going to put figs and lumps of figs and put them on your body. But God said, I shall ask you, for which sign do you want? Should he move the shadows forward or move it backward? It's getting darker, so the shadow is going to be moving forward. The man said, no, no, I want it to go backward. God said, that I would do. He took God at his word. He could have said, this is too big. Let it go forward. It will naturally go forward. The man said, let it go backward. So that means, most probably, God shifted the earth backward. For one man. For one man. Not for a nation. For one man. I said when a man takes God at his word 
God would move the earth for that one man. While you're sitting there wondering when these things will change, is when you're ready. When you're ready, God is ready. When you're ready, God is ready. The problem is never with God. It's never with God. It's never with God. When Jesus prayed for the blind man that was born blind in John 9 and rubbed mud in his eyes, clay and spittle, he said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. If that man stayed there, he would have remained blind. The problem is never with God. You will rise up yourself with faith in God's word. You will stay there consistently, a doer of the work. The instructions God gives you, you respond to those instructions. Jesus was the one that did it. He said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. The instructions, if you stay, if you violate instructions, your miracle will be delayed. The man would have remained blind if he didn't go and wash in the pool of Siloam. He didn't give an excuse and said, Jesus, you can't see I'm blind. Bow your heads in Jesus' name. There's a lot to say, but not in one service. You're looking at God's kingdom economic program. Talk to God. It's in your hands because God is ready. When you are ready, God will be ready. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. 